Hello and welcome to Vet Chloe on the Road. Insights from real people making positive change for our planet. I am Chloe, a veterinarian who has an interest in wildlife and all things environmental. And this is a show for people who would like to connect, learn, and prioritize caring for our beautiful green and blue world. Come join me as I travel around Australia in my van, Layla. Let's share all things conservation and meet all the inspiring environmental heroes along the way. And on today's episode, I have a recent veterinary nurse friend I made in Tasmania on the show, Lisa Braley, who I met whilst working for the veterinary emergency clinic, Arbeck. Lisa and I connected because we have similar interests and lifestyles. In between being a veterinary nurse, Lisa flies overseas to do many different animal volunteer projects around the world. Our time working together was busy and short, and then Lisa flew off to South Africa for her next adventure, but I wanted to pick her brain, so I have chased her up, and she will be speaking to us from South Africa. Apologies for the audio not being ultra clear due to our conversation being on Skype in cyberspace. But if you ever wanted to go overseas and volunteer with animals, Lisa is the one to listen to for advice and inspiration. She is one of those humble, fearless, and kind people that makes looking after animals and wildlife a priority. This show is all about people like her and what they do, and I'm delighted to have her on the show. Listen in. Lisa, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, thank you so much. Uh, Lisa and I connected back in Tasmania, and she's now all the way in South Africa. And to start off, Lisa, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became qualified as a veterinary nurse? Yeah, sure. Um, Well, actually, before I was a veterinary nurse, I initially wanted to work with wildlife, and I studied and got a degree in captive animal management and zoology. Mm. Um, and then it was actually a little bit later that I became qualified for veterinary nursing and I studied that in Australia um, and received my certificate for qualification there back in 2009. Great, great. Because yes, originally you're from the States, is that correct? Yes, that's right. Yeah, and got your first qualification there. Okay, and did you work in a, in a zoo facility or animals for a while? Um, well, I've worked with animals my whole life. Um, my first job when I was 14 was actually in a veterinary clinic. Um, back then it was just cleaning cages and walking dogs, of course. Yes. Um, I did work in a zoo while I was studying the captive animal management degree. They actually had a zoo on site with something like over 200 animals that the students would have to do practical hours actually working in the zoo. Um, yeah. Oh, wonderful. And it sounds like you got early exposure to the veterinary world, you have a love of animals, and then later it kind of pieced together um, to become a vet nurse. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I do find that people from all walks of life um, come together, and you are an exceptional vet nurse. It was great working for you, um, with you. To start, you know, where have you been for wildlife volunteering? Because um, I know that you've been to many places around the world, and maybe give us an idea of where. Yeah, sure. So um, I live kind of a nomadic lifestyle. I've been traveling full time for about seven years now. Um, and I have had the, the wonderful opportunity to work in a lot of different NGOs. Um, actually, a lot of them were for street dogs, um, for dogs and cats um, in Thailand and Sri Lanka. Um, as far as wildlife volunteering, um, 
I did work for a year and a half um, in Vietnam for Animals Asia, the bear rescue centre there. So that was a really cool experience. Mm. Um, and I worked for six months at the Wildlife Hospital in Queensland in Australia as well. Oh, wow. Wonderful. And so, you know, that's where we kind of connected. We have a similar style of, you know, work and play on and off. And it sounds like you don't plan to stop seven years and still going strong. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And um, when I initially started traveling, it was supposed to be just for a year. Um, but I actually grew to love the lifestyle so much that I don't know if I if I really want a, a stable home and a, and a stable job in the future. Maybe I'll change my mind at some point, but I really yeah. love it still. Yeah, and it definitely it helps um, get through the hard work when you know there's some fun ahead. So, as you say, a variety of kind of animal work, um, street dog work, there's just an endless need for that, isn't there? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, just about every place I've traveled, especially in Southeast Asia, and now I'm realizing that the need is in Africa as well for, um, um, yeah, like dogs and cats that are homeless or the their owners have limited resources to take them to the vet and, and that sort of thing. It's, yes. There's just an enormous need anywhere oh. um, for people to care for those animals. Yeah, just relentless. And we'll probably deep dive into each of the different kinds of projects that you've done, but to stick with the street dogs, what does volunteering <laughs> with that look like? What do you get up to? Yeah, so... Um, uh, yeah, I've worked three different projects with street dogs, and they all have a similar uh, goal. And the number one goal for these projects is usually to sterilize as many animals as possible within the given area. Mm. Um, lots of research has shown that that's the most humane, most effective way to reduce population. And, of course, if you reduce the population, the existing animals are healthier and happier and there's more food to go around. And, yes. And so a lot of the time it was just kind of a, a bit of a surgery conveyor belt, just mm -hmm. really trying to sterilize as many animals as possible within the area. Yes. And vet nurses, you guys have the skill of castrating cats. Did you do that? Did you do other animals or were you mainly anesthetic and uh, assisting veterinarians? <laughs> Um, mostly anesthetic and assisting veterinarians, um, mm. but there was a little more freedom with these projects as far as um, uh, anesthetizing animals by myself and preparing them and, and doing all of that with yeah. um, limited supervision. And, yeah. and so it really kind of helped expand my skills there. Um, I did learn how and did become proficient at castrating cats mm -hmm. um, because it's, a, it's a, a, as you know, a, a non-invasive procedure yes. it doesn't go into the abdomen or anything like that yes. um and so yeah but uh i never did um do any other types of, yeah. of sterilizing myself and but, i must yeah. say you must get good at you know animal handling particularly scared potentially aggressive um mm -hmm. you know more feral like animals so when you come back into the clinic it must seem you know easier <laughs> would you say do you think it gives you good animal <laughs> handling skills
we were trapping really wild dogs for sterilization. Wow. And yeah, wow. that required a lot more learning um, of how to handle scared and potentially aggressive animals. Yeah. So that's definitely a skill set that was developed. Yes, excellent. And do these um, sort of charities uh, sort of save up for when a lot of people can come on hand and they have like an intense sort of week of it? They're not doing it every day of the year. It's sort of on and off or or is it always on, these desexing clinics? Yeah, well, it, it depends a bit on the um, on the charity. Um, I think all that I worked for would do at least some sterilizations every day. Um, if mm. people would bring animals to the clinic and want them sterilized, we would yep. always find the time to do it. Yeah. Um, but definitely, when they had a surge, if you like, of veterinary volunteers coming, say if they knew they had two vets and three nurses coming to volunteer. Um, we would definitely set up um, a sterilization clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, and often that meant packing up all the supplies and going to a different area, um, you know, not necessarily right next to the actual clinic. Um, and so we would, yeah, pack all our supplies and go. Um, when I was on the island of Colanta, uh, we often packed up the supplies, packed up all the volunteers and went to one of the neighboring islands. So mm-hmm. we would actually go there by boat and yeah. go to a different island, and that island had no regular source of veterinary care. So that was a really cool experience. Oh, yeah, get to some real remote places. And you probably get a more local experience when you volunteer in a country because uh, you're working with locals. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's part of what I really love about this style of traveling, yeah. um, kind of volunteering as I go, is that when I'm in a place volunteering, yeah, I very much become part of the community and, and I'm often working alongside local staff and yeah. uh, meeting the people bringing their animals and, and that sort of thing. And it is a real part of the community experience yeah. definitely and um you know enjoy the culture and um get to know the people better i love it so what about the other yeah. um, um wildlife volunteering projects so do you want to highlight some of the things you've done there um well i've just started here in africa i've just been volunteering here at uh, freely kzn at the wildlife rehabilitation center in um about two hours away from, from Durban, near mm. the East Coast. Um, yeah, so I've, this is my first experience in Africa. So yeah. far, it's been really amazing. Um, I've had the chance to work with some of the awesome native wildlife. We've been treating a, a, a blue crane, which is the national bird of South Africa. Oh, very um, cool. Which has been really cool. Nice, nice. So it's probably nice for you to change it up between street dogs um, and, you know, the wild animals. Um, And do you tend to do that? You like to have a variety of your volunteering projects? Yeah, and those are two definitely very special interests to me. Um, I don't think I could choose between them if I tried. Yes, yeah, have a mix. Um, I, re- I really do love working with the street dogs. They've stolen my heart. And, I, and I've always loved and had a passion for working with wildlife as well. Yeah. Um, so uh, within those two realms, it's, it's for me just been a matter of taking the opportunities as they come along. Um, yes. And usually I hear about places by word of mouth or someone yes. that I know or work with has been there. And so I just kind of keep myself open to those two types of experiences yeah. and 
yeah, see where, similarly. Yeah, and you probably network from each place that you go. You might hear of the next one for next time. And, yeah. And um, in Australia, you've done some wildlife volunteering. Do you want to mention some of your other you know, wildlife animal projects you've done? Yeah, um, well, when I was working in general practice as a vet nurse, um, I was also a volunteer for WIRES, which is the New South Wales um, Wildlife Rescue Network. Yes. And um, so I was a volunteer rescuer and carer, which was a really cool, that was my first experience with um, Australian wildlife. Yes. Um, so I would go out um, and do field rescues, like if a member of the public called and they found an injured animal or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also had some animals in my care that I was rehabilitating. Yes. Um yeah, and oh, then wonderful. years later I got a, a paid position actually, but it was working with the RSPCA Queensland um, oh, at the Wildlife Hospital there. Oh, very cool. So now you're very much Australia-based, are you? Um, well, I'm not based anywhere, <laughs> but I, I am an Australian citizen and I do tend to go back to Australia. Yes. Um, for, sh- for shorter periods of time. As you know, I just finished a six-month locum contract in Tasmania. Yes. Yes. No, it's good. So, I mean, you obviously find um, that nurse work, you know, that's not a problem, and you can do that in different countries? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, look, the majority of the opportunities for vet nurses are volunteer positions, Um so I have been fortunate enough to get um, a few paid jobs with vet nursing abroad, but most of it is volunteering. So I tend to go back to Australia and save up my money for a while and then go volunteer for a while. And then go and volunteer for a while. Oh, lovely. Um, and so you mentioned it before, but how do you choose where to go? Um, word of mouth, but any other tips you might give people for how to choose? Um, look, there are websites like WBS, Worldwide Vet Services, I think it stands for, mm. um, and, and they can be a really good resource for volunteer trips and opportunities, um, and any organizations that are listed there are uh, ethical and, um, you know, supported by WBS, which is a really important thing. Um, there are sadly a lot of places where you can volunteer, especially with wildlife, that, that may not be so ethical. Mm. Um, and they they may be just trying to generate money um, by volunteers coming to pose for selfies and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely worth doing some research and um, making sure that the place you want to volunteer is, is ethical and supported by a, a known organization. Yeah. Um, won't ask for a name, but have you been disappointed? Like, have you been on the receiving end of a bad choice or, or luckily with your research, you know, it is avoidable? Uh, it is avoidable. I think I've been pretty lucky. Um, yeah, no, I haven't had any super bad experiences. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. And I guess the funding for these different places is one through the volunteers, but they might also have government links or other donations um because generally i i assume that these are people um from the volunteer work i've done people who just genuinely want to help and rally and a lot of it comes from their goodwill Mm -hmm. yeah do you find that yeah yeah Yeah. um 
Actually, every NGO I've worked for has had no government funding, so I think it's pretty rare for governments to actually support these organizations. Yes. Um, Yeah, they've all been privately funded, either through corporate sponsors or largely private donations. Mm. Um, Yep. And it's quite nice, you know, if you do become a donor um, for certain charities, it's always nice to actually see what they do on the ground. I always like the idea of, you know, volunteering for yeah. a charity and then, you know, still um, donating towards them. But you know that their heart is in a good place. They do it ethically. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I completely agree with that. Yeah. Um, if anyone does any volunteering at any of these organizations, then you really have a sense of what they do and how each dollar can help the animals. Yeah. Um, and definitely, I always say that if I won the lottery, I, I would know exactly where to put my money. <laughs> oh, that's a great feeling to have. <laughs> but people are wondering yeah, where. Because I, yeah. Yeah, there's a few different charities that have touched my heart in different ways, and I know what they're doing is in the best interest of the animals, and they're making a huge difference, and I would have no problem giving lots of money to these places. Yeah, who are these um, charities? Yeah, well, definitely Animals Asia would be a big one. Um, The Moon Bears absolutely stole my heart, Mm. and... um, it's just a fantastically run charity which has made massive difference um, to the bear biofarming industry and, um, and giving those bears a, a second chance at life. Wow. Um, yeah. The other one would be um, Lanta Animal Welfare on Koh Lanta in Thailand. Um, so that's um, an organization doing sterilizations and medical treatments for street dogs. And Colanta mm. um, is an island, and the shelter has been there sterilizing so long that actually the population of, of street animals on the island is mostly under control. Mm. And so they focus their efforts on doing those mobile clinics to the neighboring islands. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's just a fantastic um, small-scale charity, but really their heart's in the right place, and they're doing a lot of really great things there. Oh, that's so good. It's nice to know people are out there doing a lot of effective, positive work, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So any favorite places or animals? Um, you made mention of the moon bear, but any others you want to highlight from your, your last seven years? Um, yeah, definitely the moon bears would have to be top of the list, but um, also just the street dogs in general. Um, yeah, they've been just amazing to work with. They're so tough and so stoic, and yet at the same time so trusting of people, even when they've had bad experiences. Um, and just, yeah, just remarkable, remarkable dogs. And you've probably seen them have big turnarounds. Have you seen those awful sort of mange-infected dogs that you know, come good with treatment? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, definitely. There's been a lot of um, kind of really shocking cases. Um, I've seen a cat uh, regrow skin over 30% of her body where she had been burned. Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. Um, and that's, yeah, it's amazing. Um and even though the burn was caused by someone pouring hot oil over her, um, she was still the most loving, affectionate, and, and trusting cat. And, and it's just amazing to see that. Wow. Yeah, they're like little Buddhas, aren't they? Teaching us lessons. Yeah. 
Oh. Um, and how long do you normally volunteer for? Like, that cat probably took a long time to recover. Were you there at the end of the recovery and you saw photos from before? Or, or how long do you generally spend on a project? Um, yeah, it just kind of depends on the project. Um, I would say most volunteering is between one and four months, mm. um, which is a, a pretty good selection of time to, to follow a few cases through to the end and to really see what the, the charity is all about and to really get the full experience. Yeah. Um, in that particular case, I was on the island for six months, actually, so that was quite a long um uh, volunteering stint and I was able to see that cat from the start um, yeah. until just about the end of her recovery. Oh, very good. Um, I'm just going to take this quick after hours call. Hopefully it's nothing major. Just a moment. Okay, no worries. Typical, isn't it, Lisa? All right, I'm just calling them back. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's all right. I can, just, I can just edit that out, yeah. Hi, this is Chloe, the After Hours Vet, giving you a call back. How can I help? Sorry, guys, for the interruption, giving you a little authentic behind-the-scenes taste of vet life. The owner had a bit of a drive ahead of them, so I could still finish off the interview. Oh, I'll probably be at 7, 27, 30. Meet you there? At the front door. All right, see you then. Thanks. Bye. All right, we're back. Um, it's, yeah, I'll see okay. you there in 20 minutes, um, 20, 30 minutes. So, um, and so do you, um, you know, work for the other part of the year? Do you, do you kind of put off about four months a year to go and volunteer or how do you play it? Um, look, I just play it all the year, really. I don't have a set, um, mm. you know, schedule of, of when working and when volunteering. I just kind of make it all up as I go. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, yeah, it tends to be when, um, when I'm running low on money, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> um, to fund I'll, yourself. I'll start yeah. looking for some locum jobs in Australia and um, work for a while and save up as much as I can. Yes. And then see how long that savings lasts. And, yes. and while I'm volunteering, it's actually a pretty cheap way to travel yes. um, because a lot of places provide accommodation. Um, mm. Some of them provide a meal or two a day as well. Um, yes. So it's a, it's a good way to, to travel very economically as well. And so yeah. I just kind of see how it all goes. Oh, very um, good. And yeah. do you have a lot of volunteers who are non-vet nurses, non-vets that help out for people that are listening that are interested? Yeah, absolutely. Um, lots of, um, especially shelters and things like that, will take volunteers that don't have specific animal experience. Um, you just have to love animals and be willing to get dirty. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, so Lanta Animal Welfare, um, Kalanta, for example, had um, uh, dogs and cats that they had, had rescued from various situations that were available for adoption. Mm. And so they actually operated as a shelter as well. And they had a lot of general volunteers that weren't necessarily vet school nurses yes. um, that would do all of the feeding and cage cleaning and dog walking and bathing and that sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, you're just manpower, right? People with hearts that want to come out and help. Yeah. So, and what Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what kind of people do you meet along the way? Um, Like-minded people? Yeah, absolutely. That's been one of the best things about this lifestyle is um, 
is meeting amazing people. Um, there's lots of amazing people that have had uh, jobs in other fields, lawyers and financial workers and all sorts that have always loved animals and wanted mm. to do something basically animals, so they come and volunteer. Um, and that's fantastic. I've met a lot of really great um, vet professionals as well who are also traveling and having a lifestyle similar to mine. Mm. Um, yeah, but there are always just genuine, kind-hearted people that I meet um, in these places. Oh, very good. And, you know, what do you love about volunteering? And what do other people love about volunteering? What are some of the, the, the pros for doing it? Um, I, I love so many things about it. Um, I guess the main things are just the, the feeling that you're helping animals that, that would struggle otherwise to, to have veterinary care um, or making a real difference in an area. Like when we go to one of these islands and we manage to sterilize 500 animals in a week, um, you know that that's going to make a long-lasting, amazing impact mm. on the, the animals in that area. Yep. Um, but but also um, I find that the style of working is is really cool as well. Um, there's a little more um, independent thinking and, and freedom and um, yeah because you're working with such a small kind of limited number of staff, um, mm-hmm. you really get to do a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, which from a from a veterinary standpoint, I found really cool and has really helped develop a lot of skills. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that very self-sufficient and any recommendations for people who want to have a similar experience um i'll have to get the names of the charities you've worked for on our show Mm -hmm. notes so people can check them out um but any general advice um i highly recommend um, volunteering overseas um for every vet professional or even people who just love animals um, even if you you have a normal stable life and you just want to take one month out of it and go volunteer for a while, um, the experience that you get kind of puts everything else in perspective um, mm-hmm. and gives you a whole new outlook on, on animals and how lucky animals in the Western world are to have the, the standard of life that they do. Yes. Um, yeah, and it really just gives a whole fresh perspective. And like I said, you'll develop skills and knowledge that is harder to develop in western countries um, and really push your push your skills and experience it's just it's fantastic i think everyone should do it at least once Mm, yeah and it sounds like you'll keep coming back for more and and different experiences once you enjoy it yeah and so what, yeah, definitely. And what is next for you, Lisa? Are you planning anything next? I mean, this is a big trip you're doing in South Africa, but um, anything yeah. on the horizon? Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, I've got about another month here, and then I'm going on a personal trip back to the States um, for the month of June to visit some family. And then um, most of this year I'll be in Central America and the Caribbean and mm. I've been researching and speaking to people that I know about various charities in that area. Yeah. Um, there is a Caribbean Spay Neuter Project, which is pretty great charity, which I'm hoping to get involved with. Yes. Um, and there's also a wildlife uh, rehabilitation sanctuary in Costa Rica, Ooh. which I'm hoping to get involved with. I don't have any concrete plans yet, but yes. definitely 
Um, I think I will do some volunteering in the Central America, Caribbean region oh, this beautiful. year. Yeah, it means you can explore different places too. You think, what kind of project, what kind of place yeah. on the planet? Um, from, from experience, Costa Rica is beautiful. Yeah, you'll love it. And they really look yeah. after their environment there, which is good to see. Yeah. Yeah, and, I'm really excited about the um, the Costa Rica place, definitely. So let's see how that works out. Yeah, see where that goes. And can you expand a bit more on what you're doing currently in South Africa? Yeah, so um, I'm, like I said, I'm living on site and volunteering here at um, Free Me KZA, which is an amazing wildlife rehabilitation centre. Um, so... Um, they have a variety of wildlife, not the big game, you know, we don't have lions here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they do a lot of work with raptors and falcons and native birds mm. and um, smaller animals like um, circles, um, yes. a type of wild cat. Um, and yeah, just a variety of other reptiles and yes. wildlife here. So, so you're in charge um, of the husbandry? I'm doing a lot of the, yeah, so I'm doing a lot of um, husbandry work here so I to get back in touch with the captive animal management side of things and get mm. practice handling and, and working with different species that I haven't really come across before. Yes. Um, and obviously I'm, I'm helping them with some veterinary stuff when, when needed, but I'm doing more the rehabilitation side of things here. Oh, it's just really rewarding and it's nice that you can go back on your past experience and knowledge. I bet you teach and you learn yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, it's really great. And um, it's it's really great um, that these animals have a second chance to go back in the wild and, and be free. Yeah. Have you met people that do what you do um, off and on with work and volunteering or not quite to the same extent? Um, not quite to the same extent. I've met people that are doing a, a gap year or two and, yes. and doing some volunteering in between. And um, I have met people that have kind of nomadic uh, lifestyles. I've met some people that are sailing around the world and, you know, just kind of stopping in different places and, and yes. yeah, living on traditional lifestyles. Yeah. And it's a good job, vet nursing, you can locum, so it's a good profession to um, to support your other interest. So to end, uh, my friend, how do you stay inspired? Um, look, I, I love what I do, so I find it's not too difficult to, to stay inspired. Um, every now and then I do remember a particular case, a particular animal or two that um, their individual stories really inspire me. Yes. Um, I, I spoke a little bit about cats before that had really severe burns and yet was still trusting and, and loving of people. Mm. Um, it's been, um, yeah, a couple of the moon bears stories yes. have really inspired me. But, um, they lived 10 or 20 years in the most horrific conditions you can imagine and were mistreated by people for all that time. And then they get a second chance and they become healthy and they, they can go to the sanctuary and um, get to walk out on the grass again. And that was oh. just one of the most beautiful things to see. Oh, to actually see them be released and, and feel grass again. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It, it probably just puts everything in yeah. perspective, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so, and those individual stories are, are why I love what I do so much. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know who you're going to meet next, which animal, which story. 
and I, yeah. you know, I really commend the work you do, and it's inspiring what you're doing. Um, and you yeah. know, I'm just glad that you were able to um, put some time aside, and we've done our done my first Skype call for an interview. Yeah, thank you very much, Lisa. Okay, you're very welcome. Thank you for taking the time. <laughs> Thanks, Lisa. Bye. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed being a part of me and Lisa's conversation and that you have learned some things and perhaps been inspired to do some animal or wildlife volunteering yourself after hearing Lisa's stories and advice. Links to the volunteer group she has worked for are in the show notes. Just scroll up in the podcast app or go to my website, betchloe.com. And if you like this show, I would be most grateful if you could tell a friend, subscribe, rate and review on iTunes. It all helps. Or follow me on Instagram at VetChloe. Next episode, stay tuned. It'll have to be another surprise as Layla LeVan and I make our way back to the coast. But I have my fingers crossed for being able to connect with someone in particular who does some very interesting work when it comes to conservation. Till then, stay kind and I'll see you at the next stop. <laughs>